Hello everybody, it's really good to be back here at the front of Waterbrook and just looking around the room uh, for familiar faces. There aren't any, in fact there are no faces. I'm here on my own, Angie's out walking the dog. But it's good to be able to share this way. And it's been a while since we were last at Waterbrook. It was a year ago last week that we moved from Nelsey to Somerset. And I remember when we moved we were quite excited about moving to somewhere a bit more rural and we were looking forward to moving into a new smaller village type community but we were particularly excited about looking for a new church and just looking around and finding a local fellowship that we could join and settle into. 12 months down the line we've things are going well we've um, we enjoy where we are we enjoy our country walks and, and the village here is lovely the neighbours are, are amazing um, and been very welcoming and we've integrated really quickly. The one problem we've had though is not finding a suitable church, not through lack of trying. We've looked, we've been to several churches and there's nothing wrong with them, but they're just not as good as Waterbrook. You know, you're a hard act to follow. I think you should, uh, you just, just feel blessed for being part of Waterbrook Church. It's a really good church and uh, I'm glad we're still in touch. But I have to say that 12, no, last August probably, so six, seven months ago, I really became a little bit despondent and quite frustrated that we were not finding a church that we could join. And I spent a lot of time about it, praying about it and just talking to God and just thinking on these things. And at that time, just God reassured me and just laid one word on my heart and that word was wait. And not long after that, very, very soon after that, I found I was reading Acts chapter one. And that is just to remind you where the, just the first half of the chapter is just covering Jesus' very last day before he ascends to heaven. Um, he spent the last month or so with the disciples teaching them. And we read in Mark's gospel, and I think Matthew as well, that he, he gives his disciples this great commission. He says, I'm sending you out into all the world. Go and make disciples. Very positive, very reaffirming uh, command. Send, go. And then we get into Acts chapter 1. And this is the very last days before Jesus uh, ascends to heaven. And he shares a meal with his disciples. And he says this, and I just want to read it to you. This is Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with the apostles, Jesus gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. It is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority. So whereas Jesus had been saying, using words like send and go, now he's saying stay, wait. He's not changed his mind and it's not contradiction. He's not saying stop, I don't want to do that anymore. He's just saying wait. The time is not quite right. There's more good things to come. The Holy, I'll send you the Holy Spirit, but just wait. Don't try and do things on your own strength.
So, in essence, what he was saying to the apostles then is, you're in the right place, the time is just not quite right yet. And that was a comfort we drew as a couple, um, that actually we are in the right place. And whereas things haven't always, not everything has fitted into place, the time was not yet right. So as I say, that took, uh, that gave us a lot of confidence going forward and things have improved since then and we've actually made some uh, interesting connections with other Christians in, in the area and there's some promising signs. But of course now we've got to lockdown and everything is back on hold again, so we're still in our wait mode. And so whereas those words, that word wait, uh, was very useful to us six months ago, I'm just wondering if actually it's useful for all of us in this current situation. You know, we all have had our lives disrupted by this virus. It's uh, stating the obvious, isn't it? Um, but perhaps we've been affected in different ways. Those who are key workers are very busy and obviously quite stressed. Those who have children are suddenly finding themselves having to care for children 24-7 and being home educators at the same time. So again, very busy and quite stressed. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are having to learn to work from home for the first time. And that's not easy. And that can be quite stressful. And some of us have perhaps have got a bit more time on our hands and are not able to get out of the house very much. So we're in all a different situation. Yet in some respects, we're all in the same place in that we've all made plans for 2020 and maybe longer. But those plans, I think, for most of us are on hold. Maybe we planned a holiday. Maybe we've planned a family celebration. Maybe we've were hoping to look for a new job or to move house. And now suddenly everything is on hold. Everything is paused, we're just waiting. We're waiting for things to get back to normal. Church life is no different uh, for Waterbrook or any other church in that the plans we've made for this year, they are on hold. Holiday Bible Club and the weekend away have both been postponed and so things are different and we're having to explore new ways of doing things. And I just want to give a shout out to Tony and Joy because I think they have done an amazing job working out how to do church, how to do Waterbrook in this new environment. And they've worked very hard and it's not been easy. And of course, Joseph and the rest of the pastoral team have also played the part. And I think they've done an amazing job. But we are, as I say, waiting, waiting for life to return to normal. But what is normal? What is going to be the new normal? Everything, I think, is changing. And I, I genuinely believe that um, God is sh shaking things up at the minute. He's turning everything on their head and he's doing it on a global scale. This is unprecedented times we live in. And... I believe a lot of people are suddenly re-evaluating their lifestyles, their possessions, their beliefs and sometimes, their priorities. And it's my prayer, and I know a lot of other people think similarly, that, it's my, that there will be a revival in the coming months and it will be a, a global revival, that we will see people turning to God. 
and I'm looking forward to that and I want to play my part but I have to realise that the time for that is maybe not just yet although we can start sowing the seed and so we have to wait and when we wait we need to wait well it's sometimes you think waiting is just an inactivity but actually waiting is more about getting yourself prepared being ready I used to watch, um, or I have watched in the past, a quite interesting athletics on the TV. And you watch the World Championships last year and they, um, they were quite late on in the season. And then the, it was the end of the season, actually, the World Championships, and they interviewed the athletes. And they were all going back home to have a break, to have a rest before they start preparing for the new season. And they might have had a week of Netflix and chill, but generally they were keeping in shape even if they weren't doing the strong training. I think sometimes as Christians, we need to make sure we stay spiritually fit. And I just wanted to um, just close by sharing um, again from Acts chapter to, to one, how the apostles coped with waiting and what they did. And if there's something again I read last September and took great comfort from. So, I'm going to just read to you uh, verse 12 from verse 12 of Acts chapter 1. And I want us just to notice three things that they did next. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Firstly, they were obedient and they stayed in Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is a big city and they could have easily scattered throughout that city and not seen each other for this period. But no, they chose to stay together and they will return to the house where they were staying. So I think we would call that self-isolating. But they supported each other during that time. They were together because they were able to pray together and worship together, to draw strength from one another, to encourage one another. And that's what we need to be doing in this current situation. And it's what we are doing. It's what the whole point of these Zoom meetings are. Um, just so that we can stay in touch, just so we can support each other, just so we can encourage each other, just so we can share each with each other our needs for prayer and just so we can uh, just continue to grow as a fellowship you know I, I I do worry for Christians I'm not saying there are any in Waterbrook but for Christians in this current situation who are choosing to totally self-isolate and not to be part of any fellowship and not to seek any teaching and it's almost like they become complacent um, but we need to just pray for them and we also need to reach out for them if we know them. So that's the first thing they did. They stayed together and they supported each other. Secondly, uh, if you carry on reading the passage, you'll notice that as well as the 11 apostles plus Mary, uh, Joseph's, uh, no, even Jesus's mother and brothers and a few other women, they stayed in the house together, but they also met with other believers. And we go on to read in verse 15 that 
Peter addressed a crowd of 120 believers. And I think it's, there's quite an irony there that in uh, Roman-occupied Jerusalem, in those days, they could actually meet together like that. Yet here we are in the UK in 2020, and that would be classed as an illegal gathering. Not making a point, I just think it's quite amusing. But the point I did want to make was that the apostles uh, were surrounding themselves with other people who were, had the same priorities, same outlook, same beliefs. And it was important to them that they were restricting the amount of negative influences on their lives. And that's something I think is very important for all of us at the minute, to be careful what influences we let into our lives. Those influences are generally coming through the TV and through social media um, because we're not going out and mixing with other people. And news is brilliant and news is important. It's very important to keep up to date with everything that's going on. But news is 24-7 and they have to fill this, this uh, time somehow. So they come up with all sorts of news stories. They come up with the really good stuff like Captain Tom. They come up with... Um, reporting about clapping for carers, which is brilliant, but they also come up with all the the rubbish and all the all the negative bits. Social media is the same. There is so much negativity on social media, and I'm not saying we isolate ourselves totally from all that, but we do just need to be careful what influences come in our life and to actually stay away from some of the negative stuff. So let's not dwell on things that make us fearful, but let us, as it says in Philippians, fix our thoughts on whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely and admirable. Let's think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So thirdly and finally, the apostles use this time of relative inactivity wisely. They put the house in order. Judas Iscariot was gone, they were a man down. So they spent this time choosing prayerfully a replacement and they picked Matthias. And I think uh, it's the same for us over these next coming weeks and months. We need to do some spiritual housekeeping. We've talked about this before, about just making sure we spend time in prayer and reading God's word. And actually, this is a good time if, if we're not quite as busy to actually develop a proper daily routine for studying and praying and having a quiet time. So in closing, I think we're in a similar position to the apostles. We're waiting on God's timing. We need to wait wisely. We need to, to, to stay together. We need to uh, not be influenced by negative things. And we also just need to put our house in order, some spiritual housekeeping. And we don't know how long this is going to last, but just look what happened to the apostles. The world changed on that day of Pentecost. So I just ask that you keep safe physically and mentally, but let us also keep spiritually fit because we could get very busy.